Free. Yeah, we're free. All right. What else? 
And we can be here. Say it again. We can be here. We can be here. What else are you glad to be alive today? Tyler, why are you glad to be here today? There you go. So. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. Let's sing. Let's sing. Let's sing to me. We're not going to stand up, sit down today. We're just going to worship. And the band may do one song ten times. We're just going to worship. So you do you, Jesus. Okay. Here we go. Good morning, everybody. Good morning.
chapters, you know, kind of, kind of uh, things, you know, kind of have a title. And then the one for Palm Sunday, it seems like it's always the same thing. I think those two words are the best words to describe Palm Sunday. But, you know, for those of you who don't know, Palm Sunday is a represents Jesus coming into Jerusalem, knowing full well that he's about to be uh, killed, tortured for us. And the, the Palm Sunday, where the, the believers brought the palms to uh, lay down and to wave them and all that, and, and it was kind of represents the uh, the, um, the time of the Christians welcoming Jesus into their hearts, you know, proclaiming him the King of Kings. And uh, especially what Palm Sunday is all about, it's just, it's just the, the glory of um, and triumph of him coming to Jerusalem to to uh, do his final. So this next song, appropriately, is King and Kings. Now, I had this song picked out before the power went out. So the line is, without hope, without life. So, sorry for that. <laughs> Unintended uh, pun there. So, guys, you want to take it away? Well, the first line says, in the darkness. <laughs> Just a
Thank you, guys. Thank you so, much. so as we uh, as we come to our communion time, a communion offering, I want to kind of confess to you that uh, the word that's been going through my mind has been uh, has been a factor taken for granted. Taken for granted. It's actually a phrase, taken for granted. And um, as I've been living my life like you guys have been living your lives the last uh, couple of weeks. It's just real easy to take things for granted, you know. Started a couple of weeks ago, and uh, it was probably about four, four or five that Sue Chandler uh, was right over here, was sitting over here, and she'd come in and uh, she'd talk, she'd talk to us and said, you know, I don't know why I'm here today, but I came. Jesus wanted me to come, and I'm here. About a week later, she passed, and it, you take that for granted. Take that Sue was just going to always come in here on her little oxygen bottle and she was going to come in here with her water. Take that for granted. So we had her, we had her service right here. Then a couple days go by and we hear news of Bob and his, his mom, somebody that had been a part of uh, my life and had certainly been a part of uh, his family's life forever. And, and she is sick and then she passes. We do the funeral, and the funeral happens, and you go, boy, there's just so many things I could have done, I should have done, could have done, but did maybe we did. We take for granted life, we take for granted those around us, the people that we love, the people that we care for. And then, of course, last week, you know, two of our, two of our own here, Nancy and Judy, lost their daughter. And again, we have the funeral here. Somebody that, that they love deeply passed. And uh, they, I think they tried to be who they could be for their daughter for years and years and years. And sometimes they accept that and sometimes they don't. We come here today and uh, we looked right up the road here about two or three miles. And there was people that were living their life just fine. And today they don't have a house. We all take for granted. We take for granted electricity. We take for granted power. We take for, for granted you know, going and, and just everything's going to be all right. And it, 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 oftentimes, life is not that way. So when we come to communion time, we come this time where we celebrate as, as a church here every week. We get together and we say, let's remember Jesus. And I believe it's one of the biggest things that the church is guilty of. And that's remembering not just remembering who Jesus is, but using this time to confess to him, Jesus, I am subpower, I'm subpower, but you are not. And I have a whole lot of issues that are my issues, but your grace is sufficient for all of my issues, no matter what they are, no matter what the fear is, no matter what the excuse is, Jesus covers all those things. So I want you to remember that today, to not take things for granted. Don't take your relationship with people for granted. Don't take your relationship with stuff for granted. Mm. Don't take your relationship with, with Jesus most of all. Because that, is, in the end, is all you're going to have. And all you're going to take with you is your relationship with Him. Let's pray, and then we're going to sing a song. Jesus, I love you. 
this morning we we want to confess that oftentimes we put you on the back burner. Oftentimes we make you not who you are. And we try to be you and we try to take your place by not consulting you, by often living our lives and thumbing our nose at you and just saying we know better. And so today we want to confess to you that we love you, that we trust you, and we, we start again today by letting you be the Lord and Savior and director of our lives. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We've got your juice. You can do that. But hold on for just a minute. We're going to sing an old uh, children's song. We're going to sing in church all the time. Those like this, sing it if you know it. You know it. I love you, Lord. Open your mouth.
time. I don't think it would do anything, so that's kind of cool. We'll uh, get it up on the stage next week. So a couple things uh, to go over with you before getting into my lesson. By the way, I brought my own line. This is up. I'm hanging these up at the end of the I'm going to put them up on street lights all over. i got a bunch of them that I bought. Them. So anyway, that being said, let me talk about some obvious things that we've talked about before we get into our lesson. Um, as far as uh, our church goes, we're always going to try to be those people who help the best we can. And uh, people have been texting and call, what, what are you doing? What can you do? What can we do? So here's uh, a couple of immediate things to think about uh, right now. One is today, uh, I think Brady's going to be back and hug right after the service until about 2 o'clock. And uh, she'll be there collecting items and also passing out items. Uh, some people came yesterday, some people dropped things off and likewise. But we're trying to be a kind of a hub for those kinds of things. And then we'll take some to the resource center up in Greenwood because that's where uh, all the things are going to that, that are going to help uh, because a lot of people just lost everything. So uh, on our Facebook page, there is a list of all the things that you can do to bring. Uh, and to do that, you can do that today or you can do it Tuesday when our regular hub night uh, and do that. But uh, as far as uh, this is really kind of strange how God works this out, we were planning to go to Mississippi uh, April 14th to the 16th. We were getting ready to take a group down there, but there's no sense in doing that when right up the road there's folks. So we're trying to learn how we can help and what we can do. And so uh, Randy and Chris will probably be kind of uh, heading that up. And so that will be, uh, we'll let you know that through Facebook and through text that we send out. So if you would like to do that, probably today would be a good to think, say, what can I do to help? Please put me on a list of contact. Okay, so talk to Randy, talk to Chris, and then we'll get you some information about that, how you can help. Um, right now, there, there's still lots of things done because in the immediate week or two, there's just a lot of things that they need. They don't need clothes right now. That, that's not what they need. They need water, uh, things that uh, can, can be eaten without heating up those kinds of things. Because a lot of people are in hotels living with other people and stuff like that. So that's how you can uh, begin to help uh, immediately. And keep praying. Keep praying for God to use us because I think he will use us in a mighty way. Uh, we happen to be right in the center of it. It's kind of funny that there's no electricity uh, this way, but right over there there's no electricity. You look at it, you see lights at the factory, you know, right down the road. They got, they got lights. We don't because we're on the lights. We're on the lights and things. So, we don't know when we're going to get our back, but I believe we'll have it back sometime this probably tomorrow. They seems to have an end with Duke Energy. I think he, he knows somebody there or something. He, he, uh, he, he has an app or something that he wants. So, uh, but Duke, uh, it seems to think they'll have our, their electricity back on. So, we, uh, and the other thing, none of you are worried about this, but we have to, we have a whole thing full of food out in the hub. So, Dave and brought in a huge generator today and we plugged in all of our stuff. So uh, right after service, if there's anybody that would like to, we've got a, a freezer back here. We've got to empty. We've got to take it back there. If you'd like to help, that's another way you can help us too, by emptying out our freezer and get it into freezers that have uh, have actual power going through because everything's starting to go through. So uh, please, uh, please do that. Help in any way you can do with that. Okay. Any, any questions, thoughts about that before we move on? 
Thursday, and thank you for these people. I, I love these people dearly. I love gathering together. It's good to be together, uh, even though it's a little chilly. Uh, but God help us not to take heat for granted, or air conditioning, or pillows, or uh, food, or anything. God, because you, uh, you're just good, and you take care of us, regardless uh, how we respond. Your unconditional love for us just blows us away. Jesus, thank you. Jesus, in your prayer. Amen. Alright, if you want to, if you if some of the scriptures that I'm talking about today, I always, I mean, I always have a lot of scriptures I talk about. So it's on our Facebook page, everything that I'm talking about. It won't be up there, sorry, but uh, I'm talking basically out of the message of the New Living Translation, NLT Bible. So some of the scriptures I'm going to say will not necessarily jive if you follow along the NIV Bible. I'll go a little slower. Because it's not up there, but I want to I, I uh, talk about this because I think it's really important. So the, my, my topic today is this, or my lesson today is this. The message that we need at Easter is these three things that I want to share with you. I, I want to share with you because I know most of you are in Christ. I understand that. I know most of you believe in Jesus. I know that most of you here today have no problem with Easter. You have no problem with the resurrection. But I think you have a problem with some of the things that surround the Jesus of Easter. You have a problem with these things. And so we're going to talk about it just uh, briefly today. It's a kind of an abbreviated version of what uh, I usually would do. Romans 10, 5, 10 says this. For while we were God's enemies, we were reconciled. That means reunited with him through the, the death of his son. How much more having been reconciled united, shall we be saved through his life. See, the, the purpose of Easter, the purpose of Easter, and, I, and I'm sorry if you're disappointed I'm not talking about the triumphal entry, but I'm not. I'm sorry, I'm just not. Because I want to get you ready for Good Friday, which is going to be awesome, and I want to get you ready for Easter. And I want to get you ready for what happens after Easter. Jesus Christ didn't come for religious people. He didn't come for people who had it all together. He came, up, he came for screwed up, messed up people that despite their best efforts, they still aren't enough. They still aren't enough. Jesus came to do away with rules and regulations. And there's some of you here today that you love that rule. You love the rules. You love the regulations. You want those. And there's some of you here today that buck against everything that has a rule or a regulation to it. But I want you to know that whether you are a rule keeper or a rule breaker, Jesus loves you. And he loves you so much. And the message of Easter is that he didn't come for, for people who weren't sick. He came for people like you and like me that are very, very sick. We had a problem. We had a sin problem. Luke 5.32 of the message says it's here. And here's what I love what he said in the, in the message. I am here inviting outsiders, not insiders, an invitation to a changed life. Changed inside, not on the outside. Because see, we live in a culture that tries to change the outside. We hate the way we look on the outside. We do things to our hair. We do things to our body that, that, that no sane person should do. But we do. We do things that it's just, just to, to look 
better or different or like somebody else. Jesus never intended for that. He didn't, he didn't come for changed people on the outside. I've been doing the Chosen Bible study on Thursday night, and I love that, that series. And what I love to see is that, that these, these Pharisees and people, they were so intelligent. They knew that they knew the Word of God, and they, they were looking for this guy who was going to come and do something with Rome and get Rome out of their way because they were so restricted and so tough on them. So Rome is, is this, this big, bad giant, and, and, and they, when the Messiah comes here, the first thing they say is disciples are like, how are we going to get Rome? How are we going to get out? What are we going to do with Rome? Jesus is not doing it. I can help for that. I came to set up a kingdom, a kingdom that can't be seen. I came for a kingdom that, that is not what you think it is. And that's kind of the message today of, of, of Easter. Is that either you see it or you don't. Easter is all about changing you. It's about changing the inside. It is not about changing the outside. It's funny that, that Easter in church has become, not in our church, because our church is like this, but a lot of churches it's about wearing your Sunday best and, and being so pretty and, and having color and bright new dresses and we all go and we shop for new suits and new things and it's like that's the last thing mm. that Easter is about. It's about us on the inside. It's about yeah. who we are as people in this world. Easter is an inside job. Say that with me. Easter, Easter is an inside, inside job. job. It's an inside. It's not outside. It's not anything <laughs> on the outside. But yet it's so easy to make there's three things I want to send you home with. And here's, here's the message of Easter. First of all, you should open up your minds to the power of God. Open up your mind to the power of God. That's one thing that Jesus wants from you this Easter. You've got to change the way that you think. And the only way you do that is you understand who God is. And you understand the power that he has. As I sat huddled in my bathroom the other night and that thing went through. I'm sitting there and Adam and Kelsey and the baby and Brenda because Kelsey made us go to the bathroom because there's a tornado coming. And I never knew that, but I did it for my daughter and my granddaughter. And we're sitting there. And we're, and this is funny, I'm on a neighborhood chat. And I, I, I'm a neighborhood text. And I, all my neighbors, we, there's snow and there's things like that. We all text each other. So I get a text. There's a big tornado coming. Be careful. Hunker down. Okay, I'll get there. So during that, they're, they're all saying, oh, you know, everybody okay? Everybody? Yeah. Sitting there looking on my phone doing that. And it, 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 I hear this, this loud, uh, this loud breeze. And I don't know what it's called. Wind. Just pounding outside of our house. About five minutes. Five minutes. And it's quiet. And so we wait a little bit, a little bit. Come out, come out of the bathroom. We're sitting, we're sitting out there, and I get a text. I said, "Everybody okay? Yeah, we're all right. You okay? Yeah." And one of the neighbors got a got a tree on her on her uh, truck. Church and I go home and I get home with my neighbors and cleaned it up. Adam 
say this, is that your, your mind, your mind has, has so much to do with the way you look at it. I could have, I could have been all upset about it. I just wasn't. I was like, no, it's not true. It's not true. And, and here I am. I, I'm, I'm all right. And I look at the pictures. I see right up the road. And there's whole houses gone and buildings. And I got nothing. I had nothing. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm, I'm good. You can always find somebody else that's uh, worse off than you and better off than you. Be careful. Be careful how you let your mind take you where you go. Open your mind to the possibility that everything in this life that you care about is not necessarily the things you have to care about. It ultimately comes down to this, to these people here. That's what you've got to care about, each other. Care that there's people that don't know Jesus. Care that there's people that are suffering. Care that there's people that have hurt you. Because if you just sit around in your little bubbles, and you've got everything all good, and you're hungry down in your basement, and everybody else is getting hurt, what in the world? There's something wrong with that. I'm not talking about the storm. I'm talking about the way that we view Jesus. Mm. The way that we view the most important thing should be the most important thing in our life. Open your mind to the possibility, the power that Jesus has that you don't have. Because what it's so easy to do is go, what am I going to do? Which is the first thing it should be is I'm going to let God do something. <laughs> I'm going to let him take something that's really bad. And I'm going to let him do something that only he can do. Ephesians 4.18 says this. Many are far away from the life of God. They have shut their minds against him. They can't understand his ways. See, it's up in our heads. They shut their minds that God can't do that. <laughs> When's the last time he did a miracle? You know, I think he did. He does miracles every day. I love seeing the miracles that God's doing in some of your lives. And some of you are seeing it, and some of you don't. Some of you acknowledge it, and some of you say that. What causes us to close our minds? There's a couple things. Hurt, pain. Pain causes you, 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 you do something, you try, and you get hurt, and it doesn't feel good, so you just don't, you stop trying. Pride can cause you to close your mind to Jesus and say, well, you did it last time. And fear. Fear. Fear of what? Fear of not being in control. How many of you felt free out of control the other night? That, that thing barreling down at you, Franklin. You know, it's very, it's coming to Franklin. I was listening to, uh, I listened to a local weather guy. His name's Bam. I don't know if you know the Bam. Anybody know the Bam? Yeah. I don't know if you like him. Like, I don't know if you don't like him. I just I listen to him. And he signed off and said, I'm going to my shelter. God bless you. I hope you can basically take care of it. And he heard you get that. And I was like, oh, well, that's, that's pretty dark. <coughs> you know what we were doing? We were, we were praying. I was we praying, God. Do something for these people. Make it go around us. Make it go up in the air. Don't get anybody hurt. That's what we prayed the whole time. We weren't sitting there worrying. We weren't sitting there. I'm sure some of us were worried. But <coughs> sorry, Kelsey. Um, <laughs> she wasn't worried. She was, she was good. And in a good way, that was really, man, he's like, this is all right. <laughs> but but I, I say that to say this. It has a lot to do. 
into your mind. There's so much. And the way we view Jesus starts in the mind. It doesn't just start in the heart. It's not a heart thing. It's always in the mind. Be sure, be sure that you're always praying against these things. That God, I'm sorry to you know, forgive. I'm sorry that this fear that I, I have to be in control. I give you my life. I don't want to take it back. See, from a human perspective, there are so many things that are impossible. And if you can change it, you had already done it. But you try and you try and try and you go back and you try over and over and over. So you open up your mind to the power that God has, the power that He can do in your life. Incredible things happen that you never thought you ever, ever could see. Ephesians says in 7:19, I pray that you'll begin to understand how incredibly great the power of God is. And to help those who believe in it, it's the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead. Do you even begin to understand that a little bit? The same power that took a dead guy and made him alive is available to you. Now, we discount that so much today. We take and we, we, we find ways to say, well, that's not the way it is. It's so important. He says to you one more time in this verse, I pray you understand. I pray you, that's my prayer for you, church. I pray you understand how great the power of God is. It is not weak. It is not just a little. It is all. It is what was behind that storm. It is what behind everything that goes on. He is behind it all. He is it all. And he is your Lord. And he is the one. Discount, but be sure that you let him be your first. Number two, I'll be real quick on this one. Open your heart to grace. It's another message of, of, of Easter. Open your heart to grace. The grace that God has, getting what you don't deserve. That is so important. Grace comes in, in it comes in this form that God give us Jesus, even though we didn't deserve him, even though we were sinners. He sent Jesus for us. Grace is saying to people here today, no matter how screwed up you are, no matter how far away you are this day, come home. Come home. And that's the message you have got to share with people in your sphere. And it has a lot to do with how you live out your life. How you do what God you do. If you sit around and, and, and don't respond and you're not the hands and the feet of Jesus and there's people that need that, what are you doing? What are you doing? Take advantage of every opportunity. Ephesians 1 says this, God has shown upon us the riches of his grace and he understands us and he knows what is best for us at all times. How many of you really believe that? Because if you believe that, you would look to what he says more and more and more. He knows what's best for us all the time. There is never a bad piece of advice that God has. There is no bad thing in the scriptures that God steers us towards. He always steers us towards perfect. And we do a horrible job by steering us towards sin. Understands you better than you understand 
He saw you form in your mommy's womb, and he knew what you were going to be and who you were going to who you were going to end up being right now. He said, "What? Why did he let me do that? I'm pretty messed up." Because today, the message of Easter is you don't have to stay the same. You can change. It's an inside thing. It's something that changes inside you if you open yourself up to God, to His power, to His grace. Those are so important. Because do you deserve it? No. Do you get it? Yes. Yes. That's the cool thing about grace. How do I get His grace? Ephesians 2 8 says this. Saving is all God's idea. I love that version. Saving is all God's idea. It's His work. All we do is trust Him. Not try harder. Not do more things. All we do is trust Him. His gift. And it goes on. It says, it's His gift to us from start to finish. It's His gift to you from start to finish. Be a better version of you. <clears throat> Just let Jesus in, and He'll take you where you need to be and where you're going to go. You will never earn God's grace. You will never earn. Some of you have been trying to earn your parents. <laughs> hey, mom, dad, here I am. Some of you trying to get somebody that that you know that you that you really love, and you're trying to get them to say, "Just notice me." You know today that the message of Easter to some of you is this. God not only notices you, He loves you so much. He cares about anything that's on your mind that's making you hurt today. He cares that there's things in your house that are out of order. He cares that you, you're scared. He cares that, that you're worried about this. He cares about any of that. And every of those things. And He has a solution. You don't, but he does. James 4 says this, 6 through 8. I love this. I'll go on with my last little step. God gives grace. Who does he give grace to? To the humble. Listen to me, church. Listen to me online. He gives grace to the humble. And I love this version again. This is why I'm using it. So say a quiet yes, and he will be there for you. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to beat your chest. You don't have to say a quiet yes. And he will be there so you know that. Are you going through something today? Say a quiet yes. Say a quiet yes. You want to change something? You want to be different? Never does with 
to change the outside. I got smoke. I quit smoking. I quit smoking and it'll all be good. Gotta quit doing this. Gotta quit. No. Just from the inside. From the inside. If you watch the chosen series at all, what you always see is these these people around Jesus. And it comes out even more so than the Bible. That the people around Jesus were always expecting these things on the outside, just like us. <laughs> I've got a problem. I've got uh, I've got leprosy. Jesus 
one-time shot. <laughs> it is an everyday thing because we leak, because the devil comes at us, because he tries to make us think that we are substandard. He tries to make us, make us think that we are not enough. He tries to tell us in whispers in our mind that we are incomplete. And so we've got to keep searching and we search and we search and we search and we find nothing. So God, I pray this Easter that there's people in this room, there's people watching at home that will truly find you, that they'll walk with you, that they'll talk with you, that they'll be open to what you want to do. We do not thank you for this time. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Today I want you to uh, continue to pray uh, for the, our folks in our church that are We have a ton of folks that and uh, just because the service is over, grieving doesn't stop. Just because the, the pain's not going on right there in front of you, doesn't mean that those people aren't suffering. So keep praying. Keep pressing into people and saying, what can I do? What can we, how can we help you? There's going to be people that, we're, that God is going to uh, let us run into the next couple months and weeks ahead. And it's going to be incredible to see how God uses us. This little, this little church on this big S curve out here. For days with no, I say yes. Everybody always accuses me of saying yes.
Bible tells me so. 